Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Desperately Seeking Entertainment. I am one of three hosts this week, Mr. Chris Peterson, founder, editor-in-chief of Onstage Blog at onstageblog.com. Joined with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ben Frawley. How are you, sir? Good day, sir. Good day, sir. What's up, people? What's going on, internet? Love it. Love it. And joining us this week in a very special guest cameo spot, whatever you want to call it, is Mr. Bobby Larson. How are you, sir? Ooh, I am doing fantastic, I have to say. Thank you for inviting me, Mr. Chris Peterson. Love it. Mr. Benjamin Frawley, thank you. Good day. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Definitely not the last time. There you go. There you go. Well, we'll yeah, see I, I plan on being here every week. <laughs> Whether invited or not, you will be in the room yes. every yes. week. I love it. Folks, I just want to preface you with this podcast to let you know we were on a bit of a rain delay, I guess you could call it. Um, I lost power for a good couple hours here in Connecticut and, uh, you know, like what happens in a rain delay, you know, you're just kind of hanging out in the locker room, shooting the shit, uh, trying to find out things to do. So it's going to be a loose podcast this week. I feel shooting from the hip. Just like Adam Carolla. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, this, this is your first time joining us. Uh, first of all, welcome to the party. Secondly, this is where we are basically connoisseurs of entertainment all form in all forms. And what we want to do on this podcast is bring some some hot takes, some interesting stories, some some breaking news um, to this show. Uh, usually about top five, but today we're going to do top three each because since there's three of us, we'll do three each. But the kicker is I have no idea what these gentlemen are bringing to the table. I mean, I, do you guys even know what you're br- each other are bringing to the table? Nope. I am going to make it up when you point to me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You point to you in audio? In audio. <laughs> should, I should have had a sound effect for that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the reactions that you're hearing, this is all genuine folks. This is all live. So, um, nothing's been pre-planned. So, you know, as custom with our guests, Bobby, kick us off, man. What is yeah. your first pick this week? I am going first. I know. Yeah, boing. Oh I, I... my. <laughs> well, so I had a few and well, I'm going to start with the one that caught my attention the first. Okay. Uh, does the name Donnell Cooper ring a bell? A little bit. Yes. A little bit. Okay. Not at all. Not at oh, all. perfect. Okay. So Donnell Cooper, he's been playing in some NBA overseas games. Okay. But he got caught in a little controversy lately. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, professional players of any sport, they get drug tested, okay. whether it's hair or urine or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Donnell Cooper, he gets a urine test and he wasn't quite sure he was going to pass it. So what does he do? He gets a friend's urine to try to pass it. Very common. Very common. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe for you. Um, right. So what he does is he submits this urine and he awaits the, the results. So the results come back. And it has something called coronic 
gondolatropin. Okay. Okay. Uh, ever heard of that? No. I no assume, actually, I assume, no. I can't no? believe it. No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, so what that is? It's something found in urine, but normally in pregnant women. <laughs> so, so he submitted a urine test and came back and it shows that he's pregnant. So he used his girlfriend's urine. And what he didn't know, but he found out <laughs> that he not only failed it, but his girlfriend was pregnant. Oh, double bonus. <laughs> and so he failed the drug tests. And in eight months, he will be giving birth to a healthy baby two-year suspension. <laughs> <laughs> that so my excellent. two-part two wow. follow-up is, yeah. one, um, I actually heard about the same thing in the town I grew up in. It was a very small town, mm. and somebody tried applying to one of the, the big local uh, businesses, and he failed because he did the exact same thing. He submitted his girlfriend's urine and failed because it came back that he was pregnant. <laughs> True story. So when I came across the story, I said this. I thought it was a joke. I thought it could never happen again. Uh, jokes on me. It happened again. So my question to you guys. There's a question. It, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I am full of questions. This is a great story. I mean... Have you guys, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming not, but you, you can say it. Have either of you failed a drug test for any reason? Like, like, have you eaten any, any poppy seeds that you failed the drug oh, test? Wow. Or do you like for Ben? Yeah. I don't know if you can say, but do you know of any failed drug test for any stupid reason like that? Oh, um, actually, th there's a couple of things I could speak upon. Um, I actually had um, uh, one of my guys a long time ago uh, came up positive for amphetamines for Alka-Seltzer. Oh. So that's a false positive. Uh, so you can actually come up. It, it, uh, you know, I think, but drug tests nowadays have become so well developed and so specific that you can't really false positive for a lot. Um, there's a couple drugs out there and uh, mental health medications that you can come up po false positive for fentanyl. And so fentanyl is a hardcore dirty opiate that is very deadly. Um, so yeah, th this stuff happens, but um, there, you guys know what a whizinator is, right? No. It's not <laughs> like a fake bladder. No. Oh, see, you know what? That makes sense, right? Like, there's, uh, you know, we've all seen movies where, you know, you tape someone's urine to your leg and then oh, there's a little tube yes. and it comes out, right? Yep. No, that's, uh, Bobby, what you're saying is, you know, that makes sense. No, no, no. A whizinator is actually a false penis that you can actually buy and stick out of your uh, zipper and actually pee into the cup. That's, that's huh. like next level. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's um, like someone's yeah, in the room watching you do it yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's my job. That's what I do, wow. and uh, yeah, we've caught people with that. So uh, crazy, bad times. So I've, so I've, I know a lot about that. So uh, that's bad times. So he was playing European ball. Is that what this guy was doing? Oh well, he was. No. He's <laughs> not going to be playing anything anytime soon. So his uh, his ban will lift in twenty twenty. So this was not too oh. long ago. Good time. All right, it's not that bad. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Way to kick off the show. Yeah, so 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 don't do drugs, kids. Yes. Yeah, drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do don't do school. Stay in drugs. 
I love it. I love it. Wow. That good wow. Game. You took us there. Yeah. Really hit the ground. Running. Oh, we're going everywhere. <laughs> Wait till you hear two and three. Oh, man. That's why I love having guests on the show. Um, ben, hit us next, my man. Okay. Um, so the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of feedback about, hey, I love when you guys recommend things, even if they're older, a couple of years ago. Um, someone uh, hit me up um, over social media saying, hey, I've never saw the movie Trees Lounge. And you keep mentioning it. You know what I mean? I love mentioning uh, movies and shows that people just maybe have missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's just so much out there. And so I just love mentioning things like that. But this week, we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk about something that you should avoid. Oh, okay. Oh, I watched something on Netflix, a direct to Netflix movie. It was called the Red Sea Diving Resort <gasps> with Captain America, with Captain America and Michael K. Williams should have been great. Um, Everyone should avoid this movie. Oh, oh Cap. Very bad movie. Mm. And it got me thinking through the whole week. So I watched this, and I know we were, we're on a little delay this week. We're on a rain delay and a, <laughs> and a work travel delay. Um, so it's made me think about what I wanted to talk about this. Um, so between Chris, Bobby, and I, we all love action movies. Okay. We all love, you know, the movie Die Hard you know, is kind of one of the modern, the modern action movie standards out there. And you ask yourself, like, why am I so invested in John McClane and his ex-wife? Like, why am I so invested in Hans Gruber? What, what, why did that movie work in so many levels? And we've seen so many incarnations, even inside that series where Die Hard five is terrible. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you've like, what makes an action movie so terrible? And this movie within 10 minutes, you can already feel it creeping into your soul. <laughs> you can already feel <laughs> this movie is going to be wicked bad. Um, so I think on the rewatchables and other like, you know, reviews, you might, you might say the first 30 minutes of die hard are slow. You know what I mean? You see John McClane pulling up in the limo. Uh, you meet, you know, the limo driver, you meet the cop buying Twinkies. The setup is there. And the reason why that movie still works is that boring 30 minutes when you're setting up these characters. And what happens when you don't have those boring 30 minutes is what happens when you have this movie called The Red Sea Diving Resort. When you just jump into action, you have no idea what's going on. And the action is so kind of off tone where maybe it's a little a little fault because, you know, we think of. Um, we think of him as Chris, <laughs> we think of Chris Evans as, uh, uh, Captain America and we see these kind of daring action scenes and we see Michael K. Williams as, you know, Chalky White and Omar and all these things. And the movie comes together like this hokey B movie. That's about a real event that happened in real life. That's like about the emancipation of, uh, Jewish, Jewish people in Africa. And it's so off in a tonal way that it is uh, it's hard to explain and uh if you want to check it out watch the first 10 minutes i feel like with this title that i keep pulling my phone up to remember because it's so forgettable the red sea diving resort um i feel like they buried it on netflix and i was i think i was talking to bobby about this earlier have you guys ever seen a movie that's not cheesy or hokey but it's so mundane and boring 
that you just forget about it right when you're watching it. <laughs> it's only happened to me once. Okay. Uh, and that was mm. the uh, Steven Spielberg War of the Worlds. Mm. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. It, it is, in my mind, the perfect uh, breaking even movie where it's like for every good, there is an equal not good. So it all balances out to where you walk out of the theater feeling nothing at all. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Be- I mean, I mean, Chris, you remember my my old uh, podcast from years ago and I had the scale of cheesy movies which are negative four and then mm-hmm. good movies that are positive four and then in the middle there's zero mm. <laughs> the movies that are just the worst of the worst that are just like my god what are we doing here for the next two hours and i just i felt this so hard in this movie and listen <laughs> folks i'm here for you i'm here for this listening audience audience i powered through this thing and just trust me don't even waste your life wow well, you're lucky that you only watched it on Netflix in the comfort of your own home. Mm. Oh, no. I spent $12 <gasps> to go see a terrible movie called Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't forgive myself for it. Uh, what about it Amy? Was, oh, yeah. We, we haven't talked since. <laughs> Your this fiance movie, <laughs> We were 20 minutes in, and I was already looking at my watch. Oh, wow. I said, oh, only two hours left. Okay, I'm going to take a nap or slit my wrists. (laughs) (laughs) It was such... For a movie that has giant monsters um, that are as big as a state, and destruction, and fire, and death, I couldn't have cared less about that movie. Wow. I, I I I can't tell you any more that um, that you should not watch it, or any <laughs> upcoming sequels after it. It was terrible, but I oh, I love giant monster movies. You know every uh, like Cloverfield Lane, great yeah, great right, movie, right. great movie. Mm-hmm. One monster and a couple small monsters, great movie. You couldn't take your eyes off the screen. This one they go tear down Fenway Park. Oh. They... Oh, wait, Bobby, can we tell that story? Oh, geez. So, Chris, we were at the uh, we we were at um, the new sports book at the casino. And uh, did I say what the wall was called? Is that what started this? Quite possibly. Yeah. No, so Bobby's they were playing, at, Red they were playing at Fenway. Right. And I said, oh, that's where the end of Godzilla takes place. And I said, oh, you well, that giant wall. Oh, I get it. He goes, what are you talking about? I go. Well, that's the green monster. He goes, what? Mm. I go, just like Godzilla. And he goes, oh, my God, I hate that movie even more. <laughs> even more. <laughs> oh, God. This Please don't waste your, your time on Don't go see it, people. Bad puns left and right. Oh, man. <laughs> it was terrible. And they're trying to build a universe here. I mean, you've got Kong versus uh, Godzilla. What, next yeah, year? Yeah, that's what's coming next. <laughs> so... It ain't stopping. Yes. It ain't stopping anytime. Well, maybe it's like the, the Tom Cruise uh mummy movie where they're gonna try it and then realize that what they've done was a giant mistake and just end it right then. Mm. Good point. I, I'm gonna start a petition. If you guys sign it, I will pass it on to legislation. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. So for my first pick this week, um Ben, Bobby, we we were given a gift. 
by the New York Times uh, this week. And it's not every day I can say that, but they published uh, a 6,000 or so word, um, what has been described as a magnum opus of Nicolas Cage. Um, This interview, they did kind of this long-ranging, wide-ranging interview with Nicolas Cage, where you basically just start off by asking, like, what's going on, man? And we got some nuggets. We got some legendary nuggets from this interview, some quotes that I just, I have to read on air because it's just, it's just too much cage. It's just too much. Are, Nick or uh, Chris, are we turning this podcast? <laughs> Nick? Nick, I mean, can I call oh, you Nick? Uh, are we turning this podcast into a Nicholas Cage podcast? We might have primarily? to. We might have to. Please God. Please God. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's some nuggets and I, I'm not going to try to do an impression, but you just imagine Nicholas Cage saying these things. Can you please do an impression? I'll try. Yeah, I'll try your all best. Right. Come on, you're a theater major. <laughs> Come on, theater major. <laughs> this is all your training working right. up to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is going to sound pretentious, but I was, quote, trying to invent my own mythology, unquote, around myself. As well he should. As well he should. Yeah, you know. Here's the next I'm one. I'm following it. You know, I did have two king cobras, and they were not happy. They would try to hypnotize me by showing me their backs, <laughs> and then they'd lunge at me. <laughs> All right. Let me ask. I guess the question was, like, explain to me, like, Ghost Rider. Okay? So he's like, All right, so say you're playing a demon biker with an ancient spirit. What power objects could you find that might trick your imagination? What would you, what would you find an antique from an ancient pyramid? Maybe a little sarcophagus. That's a, a greenish color that looks like King Tut. Would you, would you sew that into your jacket and know that's right next to you when the director says action? Could you open yourself up to that power? <laughs> oh, it's oh. gold. Um, <laughs> I wanted to have my mind is blown. I wanted to have the mystery of the old stars always preserved in enigmatic aura. I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> the old stars. The old stars. Well, who's who's <laughs> you referring to as an old star? Hey, hey. Like Cleopatra. <laughs> I be, I became a man in New Orleans, if you know what I mean. I, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh, New Orleans, Egypt. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Wait, is this the same sentence? Same sentence. I'm lost. I feel like I'm on drugs right now. As a child, this is the last one. As a child, I was always shocked when my father would take me to the doctor. And they didn't tell me that my blood was green and I had 20 ribs. That I wasn't some anomaly from outer space. (laughs) He he had parents? (laughs) So that is... Yeah, Francis Francis Ford Coppola's brother. (laughs) <laughs> that that's where we are. So Nicholas Cage, catch him next in uh, Jiu-Jitsu or Primal or Kill Chain or just like. <laughs> so oh. yeah, so that's my God, Chris, amazing uh, Chris, reporting. I have to apologize. I don't even remember your question. There, there is no question. It's just, guys, oh man, guys, we got a Nicholas Cage I interview. Just... That's all you need to know. Hey, hey, Bobby, what? What's your favorite Nicholas Cage? Mandy freak out scene. Mandy. <laughs> Chris, have you seen that scene yet? Like like good one no. or bad one? Good one is yeah. Mandy. Bad one is the one where he's talking about the bees in Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too. Cause that's what made him Nicolas Cage. And then he in Mandy, 
that's what he's known for. That's why he did it, and that's why it is amazing. You know what? I've never watched the movie like I have uh, Bad Lieutenant Port-A-Call, like, where in my mind, I'm like, how did this movie get made? And then like the next scene will come, I'll be like, no, really, how did this movie get made? Because <laughs> I've seen the first Bad Lieutenant, and I was like, we needed a sequel, and they just kept making it. It was just, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, was he in one or but no, what, he's just in the I've sequel. never seen either one. Oh, my God. There's the greatest freakout. Well, second greatest freak. I, I agree. Oh, Mandy yeah. is one of the greatest freakouts of all time. But uh, second greatest freakout happens in that one. It's great. Love well, it. Chris, have you seen Mandy? I have. And I'm, I'm right there with you. <gasps> oh, wait. You oh, finally okay. saw Mandy? Oh, finally thank saw God. It. You finally. All right, Chris. Can we. All right. While we're on Nicolas Cage, can we talk? Can you talk about Mandy? Because we've all seen Mandy on this podcast uh, right now. Yes. Tell us about the, the plot of Mandy, please. We will stand by. <laughs> In extreme detail. Now, here's the thing. I, I need to preface this with a couple things. Um, I saw it um, with the volume turned somewhat low because my son's in the next <laughs> it's room. Fine. It's so fine. I, I, what I've been waiting to do is actually go back and rewatch it when I'm you know, traveling on the road. Um, I don't know if I could see that movie twice. <laughs> I could watch it every day. And... <laughs> here's here's my thing. Um, I felt like the entire movie was like improved in a way. Like we're gonna we're gonna make it up as we go along, and it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. Um, like I, I can't even describe it. It's, it's... <laughs> Sorry for putting you on the yeah, spot. There. I mean, I don't. Is is Red like one of the great? like characters of all time or is i mean it's it's just it's out there and i i is it the I, best movie or the worst movie have you wrapped your brain around that i don't know i mean i'm in a paradox where it might be both has that happened wow <laughs> like, now like speaking of the negative four and positive four like you know spectrum like i always talked about how army of darkness knows that it's going to be cheesy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it's funny, but it's hokey at the same time. Has Mandy crossed another boundary of that where it's bad, good at the same time? Maybe. Hmm. I think so. I think you're onto something. I mean, I was also like, you know, half the time blown away the fact that like Elijah Wood was one of the producers on this film. Like, you know, Frodo produce this movie i'm like i couldn't get that out of my head for about 20 minutes <laughs> well have you seen the movie maniac no i have not but i've heard of it. <gasps> well if you watch that you will understand how little frodo baggins becomes a crazy psycho amazing movie. there you go wow i've seen the original i've never seen the remake neither him. of you have seen it i've seen the original oh with tom savini yeah. oh yeah yeah watch the maybe four years ago five years ago yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, there's some scenes in there that it it, it leaves you um, it's questioning the reality of the world. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, it, Mandy's just one of those. Ex- it's an experience, folks. It's an experience. You just have to watch it. <laughs> and good luck explaining it afterwards. Because, I mean, I was a lost for words. But um, there you go. Oh, when Ben, remember when we watched it? There was a, a kid in the front row, maybe oh. all of eight years oh, old watching oh this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, we saw this yes. in the theaters, yes. and there were scenes that I was, you know what? I I don't feel bad for laughing and screaming and uh, crying during this movie because how are you supposed to react to that movie? I mean, yeah, we reported that father to uh, Child Protective <laughs> Services after. 
someday someday we have to do the Mandy challenge, which is of you know obviously do some cocaine and tainted LSD, and then you know see what happens. <laughs> Shit, oh that's God. every Friday for <laughs> us. Oh, I love it. I love it, Bobby. What else you got for us this week, my man? Oh, okay. Um, let's go with. You know, I love stupid criminals. Mm. Um, ever since the late night talk shows of stupid criminals, I love hearing about stupid criminals. So in Ohio, a gentleman robbed a bank. Okay. Happens a lot. Okay. okay. He, he comes in and he, he writes his demands on a piece of paper and hands it to the teller. And, you know, the teller gives the money and then he leaves. Okay. Sim- simple as that. Okay. So he, he goes in and <laughs> what he doesn't realize is that the, the paper that he wrote on there was sent to him in the mail on an envelope. So he used the back of an envelope to write his demands. So the envelope came from the DMV. So on the other side of the envelope, it has his name, his address, and his phone number on there. So when he goes in there, he gives the teller a note. And on the back of the note, this is what it says. Okay. And I quote, this is a robbery. Don't nobody get hurt. <laughs> so the the teller gives him the, everything in her till, which was two, $206. All right. Called him by his name, Michael. <laughs> then called the cops on him after he left. And he was arrested uh, about a week later. So, um, I love that story, and I look forward to any dumb criminal stories. Are there any local ones, or just any that stick out for you guys? Because we live in Oneida, uh, they have a lot of drug busts, unfortunately, and a lot of them are in the same block, some of them in the same house, and I don't know how those houses are not burned down, or everyone's just arrested. So are there any dumb criminal stories in, in Chris, in your town or Ben, uh, anywhere that you know of? Well, I mean, in Connecticut, not not too much in terms of dumb. I mean, you hear like, oh, that was like dumb in terms of like, why would you do that? But like not in not dumb in, in their execution, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> usually I hear about these things that happen in like Florida, for instance, like you just... Oh, Florida, the castle. Like I just read (laughs) Germany or Florida. (laughs) I just read a news story about this guy, like apparently got upset that his pizza took so long to be delivered. And so when the pizza guy finally delivered it, um, I guess the Florida man like pulled a gun on him and the pizza guy was like, yo, you know, like what, why are you pointing a gun at me? I just, you know, it's only late pizza. The guy was like, Shit, I've I've shot people for less. <laughs> it was like direct direct quote. So Florida man, there you go. That's 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 some of the things I hear. That's ben, how about you, my man? Bus. Oh, uh, actually, Bobby, we had a smart criminal around Whoa. here. Whoa! Did you hear about? And uh, I think this man's still at large. We had a bank robbery where the guy got away in Sylvan Beach. Um. Did you hear that? No. Guy walked in. He he put down a piece of paper, not with his return address on the back. Um, had a fedora and shades, 
took off with like a thousand something dollars. Well, wow. I think if anyone walks in in a fedora, you just do what they ask because they are smooth AF. <laughs> yes, like smooth criminal. They just walk in, boom. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna do what this guy says. You, yeah. you quiver and you give them your your life savings, anything they need, your parking spot. Uh, you can have parking. It. We got Frank Sinatra over here. As opposed to Rockstar parking, there's Fedora parking. That's pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but we had we had some smooth criminals around here. So uh, there's. <laughs> what if he leaned into the tunnel, like you know Michael Jackson? Is. Like what? <laughs> Amazing! I love it. I love it. Ben, what do you got for us this week? What's your number two? Uh, you know what? So I was going to. I I had a. Few stories and then they crept. I'm, I'm actually glad we had a couple day delay and we're recording this on Thursday. Um, this was kind of a big story. Um, this is off of Geek Tyrant, so I don't know how I'm, it's almost unbelievable. I'm kind of reporting this on kind of like a that's why I cited it because we've been talking so much about how Disney is going to start to confront the streaming wars you know what i mean we talk about hulu and netflix amazon really that's really what you talk about when you meet someone new in your life friend or girlfriend whoever it be they're like i got rid of cable years ago you know almost all of us now and then all of them always say like i have netflix hulu or amazon that's it they just announced that disney announces a bundle subscription option for disney plus espn plus and Hulu. I did hear that. All for $12.99 per month. And um, the content is extraordinary. As everyone knows, includes the entire Disney library. Except <laughs> Geek Tyrant's great. It says, except for that one in parentheses, which is the Song of the South. And all of our favorite <laughs> Marvel movies. Put it on there. New Marvel series. <laughs> And new Star Wars films, as well as new animated and live action scenes. Chris, this goes to you first. What are your thoughts? I, as a parent, I am all in. Yeah. Are you effing kidding me? Like, as as a parent of someone, as a little boy that's coming into Star Wars age and just getting into that, and just still is infatuated with Pixar movies and all that. What are your thoughts, dude? I mean, as soon as Disney said that they were doing this, I was like, where can I sign up? Like, I'll do it right now. Here's, you know, whatever you need. Um, I was prepared to pay, I would say, at least 60 bucks a month for this. I was like, I could do that. Yeah, I, cable prices. Right. Cable I, prices. I mean, I've already canceled. I mean, maybe they shouldn't listen to this podcast so yeah. they can hear that. <laughs> um, Did you say six? Six? I mean, six dollars. Six dollars. Zero? <laughs> Where's the best one? <laughs> Needless to say, um, I mean, the fact that they're offering this for $12.99 a month, that is huge because I think what Netflix's cheapest, like strictly digital only package is like at least $18, $19, I think. I think that's what I pay. Right. So like, I mean, they're, I mean, they're going to undercut Netflix. They've got all this new original content plus all of Disney stuff. I mean, as long as Flight of the Navigators on this thing, I'm, I'm a happy guy. Like, you know, just make sure that that movie is on this network and we'll have no problems, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I mean, the second that I can put it on there, um, I'm going to. So yeah. 
I'm here. Yeah, and Bobby, uh, question to you for someone that doesn't have kids. What are your thoughts that, on this? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amy. <laughs> Bad times. <laughs> Very good joke. <laughs> Very good joke. But anyway, no kids that we know of. What are uh, what are your thoughts on this? You know, anytime I see the the word Disney, uh, I, I think for everyone, they see the word Disney, and they just become in a better mood. Mm. So when you get a, a streaming uh, site that has just Disney movies and then new Disney Marvel stuff, like I, I would pay the the twelve ninety nine just to go see, you know, the the was it Black Widow coming out next? I, I would go see that for twelve dollars. Then I would pay twelve more to see the the Hawkeye and, and Winter Soldier movie. So if you pay twelve dollars and get all that I think it is a steal and you know, they got all the money in the world. They, they own everything. So I don't see them going on a business, but what was that? Was that movie pass that charged 10 right. bucks a month right? and one out of business and screwed me over. So I couldn't go see my movies when I wanted oh. to. I hope that doesn't happen, but Disney has all the money in the world and they're only going to make more. So I think this is a giant win for them. Cause when I read that price, I was already looking for the 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 pay here button. They they have my money for the next five years as long as they keep making Marvel stuff and and have the the Disney classics up there like like Sword in the Stone. That that's that's one of my favorites. That's a badass you know movie. Really, yeah. You know what really got me interested in this, and you know, uh, you guys included. I, I love the podcast rewatchables, right? And I have always loved cult movies and rewatchable movies and things, you know, and I've gotten to giant night long arguments about people <laughs> with people talking about like movies that stood the test of time and what that means. You know what I mean? Things that like age well and all those things. And Disney owns a lot of movies that stand the test of time. Movies that we keep going back to Disney's Robin Hood, and like giant movies that we just keep watching and showing new generations. Even if you don't have children, there are movies that you just can't help but love and have these quotable slash rewatchable moments inside of them. And I think they're onto something with that. And we're getting into this age where music, uh, new music isn't coming out and new movies aren't coming out. Um, and it's really interesting to me that we're getting to this part of media where, you know, people are going, you know what, none of the, and especially this summer in particular, these new movies that are coming out aren't really good. And um, there's movie fest creeping up. I don't know about you, Chris, but there's a lot of outdoor movies creeping up around here. You know, they're showing classic movies, like even if it's goofy movies like old school or something like that. Um, I went to a Hitchcock movie last night that was uh, shown on the big screen at the Capitol Cinema, and it was nice. awesome. And there was best theater ever. Yeah, I love the Capitol. I, I'll pump the Capitol. So, th so I think I'm talking about on the podcast. Capitol is this old timey theater, but then right next door are these really kind of cheapo cinemas that look like a giant hallway, <laughs> and <laughs> they charge you like seven dollars for a movie, and they show like indie movies or Oscar movies. Um, and that movie theater, I'm going to say last night, there was 20 of us watching a movie from 1940. Ooh, very nice. Um, so 
Chris, do you see that trend coming up right now too, or is that just me going crazy? Off well, it's interesting. You know, um, what is it? At Criterion Cinemas in New Haven, kind of, yeah. kind of do that. I've right been there. there. Yeah. Um, I went to go see um, Everybody Wants Some. Great flick. Oh yeah, that Criterion. <laughs> I love that movie. Love that stuff. But they do they do a good job of like you know putting out like hey on on this random Friday. We're going to show you some old, you know, Fellini films, or we're going to show you some old Hitchcocks, or or whatever it is. And um, I remember this this um, you know a couple of years ago, but I, I just love that experience of going to see a movie that I only knew from VHS and DVD. I'd never seen it in like a movie theater format, um, which you know just is it changes the entire experience. So yeah, I'm all about that now, um, which is great. But yeah, to your point, I think that is a trend that we're going to start seeing more and more as, as I think the, you know, act of going to the movies becomes a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Nostalgic. Yeah. In a way, like I think the streaming stuff, I think it's, you know, I think we're within five years of major releases, you know, coming out, um, you know, maybe one weekend in the theaters and then, you know, the second, then it starts to go down, like they're automatically on streaming networks and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think we're I think we're on that path. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby. I mean, me and Bobby frequent like old school movies all the time. Like just this Saturday, I am going to an outdoor screening of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. And there's this. I, I got to give a shout out to these guys. I've acted in movies with this guy, and. He, um, he uh, started this kind of outdoor screen um, screening process. It's called Nomad Cinema, and they have this giant inflatable uh, screen, and they broadcast it all around Central New York. It's awesome, and they just do these little events. Wow. And we're going to see Cl- Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't know if he's doing it topically because of that invade uh, Area Fifty One thing that's going on right oh, now. Jesus. <laughs> see you there. Yeah, <laughs> they can't stop all of us. <laughs> I think they can. They have assault rifles. I think they can. Yeah. Uh, So, but I I can't wait. I love that movie. I really do love that movie. And that's kind of one of those forgotten Spielberg movies, you know, because Spielberg is kind of, we talk about Spielberg a lot in film geek uh, nostalgia or whatever. Um, And there's low points and high points. And that movie is phenomenal on a lot of levels and it's kind of been like uh parodied in a lot of levels too so i can't wait to see that this saturday so i'm going and i'll report on that next week so love it love it and disney just put song of the south on that's it right. like let us let us judge it i ride with song of the south i'm just gonna say that's, that right that's now. a hard I ride i don't that's a, oh, hard, that's a harsh take oh boy bobby you ever seen that movie no uh strictly based on the title i've seen it on laserdisc i don't know what it's about it it, yeah, it, it could be animated about mice for all I know, but it's called Song of the South. Song of the South. It's to seen to be believed. There you go. Um, as as parodied in Fletch too, but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, I love it. All right, so for my number two, guys, I want to talk about water parks real quick. Um, this past weekend, I was in Maryland. We went to Six Flags America, which is the worst Six Flags I've been to. I'm just going to put – I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Oh, wow, hot <laughs> take. Like, that's a hot take. <laughs> well, How okay, can a water park be bad? Um, I, I, I have season passes to Six Flags in England, which gets me you know, into all the Six Flags. So 
know, right? Kind of um, it in our face there, Chris. Oh, well, we talk about once. the, um, you, of course, in Connecticut, we go to Agawam a bunch. We oh, go yeah. to, yeah, right. Yeah, we go to so, Riverside. Right. Well, the Riverside, now Six Flags, New England. Uh, they do a special every year. So for 70 bucks per person, you get season passes, which means when you go twice in one year, you've basically paid for the whole thing. So, um, but the cool thing is you get, you can get into any Six Flags you want for free with those passes. So if you went to wow. California, to Texas, you get in. Um, How many are there? Eight? Oh, eight to ten, I a- think? Yeah, there's ten. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, so wow. like, there's the Great Escape, which is near Saratoga Springs. There's which we went to Great Adventure, in New Jersey, Six Flags New England, and now Six Flags in America, which was awful. We'll just put it out there. Um, <laughs> it's small. The layout Do doesn't tell. work. The the customer service was just terrible. Terrible. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, like, go into that. Like, here's the thing. Like, I don't need like amusement park staff to be like overly joyed that I'm, you know, partaking in their park that day. I don't need to be greeted <laughs> and like escorted in like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Right. You don't need to be Vince Vaughn in the movie made. Right? Thank you. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I wish I had that at home, <laughs> but at least, at least look alive. Like look right. like you Ooh, look wow. like you're happy to work there. Like it's like, don't look like, Oh my God, it's, Friday and I hate my life because I'm working at Six Flags and it's July. Um, Are they dead behind the eyes? Definitely dead behind the eyes. <laughs> I've seen. That. I've seen. Yeah. That. So and you know, there's nothing really to you know go home about. I mean, there's just, you know some of these some of these Six Flags have better rides than others. This one was just kind of like meh, like overall. And but the water park. So we we go to the water park and let me just put it this way. I I have this love hate relationship with water parks. And I wanted to get some of your thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. My my thing, I'm not a germaphobe in life, but I'm a germaphobe at the water park. Um, oh, I, like the uh, South Park oh. episode when the whole thing floods with pee. Like and that. that's that's, that's what, what South Park. About? That's what South Park did to me. They think they ruined it for me. So my son is swimming around one of the main pools with his mouth open. Oh. And. <laughs> I, just take him right to the hospital. Right, oh, I, just nine shots. Just get right him right in that ET dome thing where the FBI <laughs> and the CIA are there. Like you get into these pools, it's like the pool. Like the pools themselves are like ninety-five degrees. I mean, it's just warm. It's warm water, mm. which it's like you're, just you're boiling getting, with the deadly Motapa virus. You're getting into you. You're very clearly a. Um, you know, just bacteria left and right. But you just see some stupid things at the water park. Like I was, my son's swimming with his mouth open and, and his eyes open underwater, which I'm like, all right, well, you're. I'm sorry, Chris. You, you just, just get a new son, right? Exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, just start over. Him in. Like yeah. it's over. Get a new it's one. Over. He's done. He's done. Um, he's going to grow an 11th toe or something. Like, and he swims by this woman who is standing in the pool, which is about like four and a half feet. So it's up to her, you know, chestal region. And she's on the phone. She's talking on her cell phone in the middle of the freaking pool. <laughs> that must have been important. Must have been her agent. And then I'm watching. <laughs> Marilyn. I'm watching my son swim with his mouth open, his eyes open. <laughs> boys, other guys who are doing wrestling moves in the kiddie pool to each other. 
It sounds like a Walmart if they it had a is, fucking guinea pool. This is the Walmart of water parks. Um, it's a super center you're swimming then in. Then I get there's a slide. There's simply a basic slide. Doesn't curve, doesn't go anywhere, but it's just a basic slide that you might get like a three second ride out of. And yet this little girl, every time she gets on it, because she, she'll go down it, she'll get out of the pool, she'll go right back in line, screams like it's freaking bloody murder. Like she's falling <laughs> off a cliff. That's how loud she screams. It's ear shattering. Um, well, like five years old, 10 years old? Uh, between five and eight, I would say. Oh, Definitely. I, I was hoping you'd say 26 or something. Yeah. <laughs> 32 uh, 21. 34-year-old woman. Um <laughs> No, just just stupidity left and right. Um, wow, I I just got I just got so annoyed at humanity, and I just oh. I just wanted to. I, there are no words. So, I guess after that rant, my question is: How do you guys feel about water parks? <laughs> well, you know what, Chris? You know that was quite a rant. That was quite a rant. Let me let me get into something. So, I had a great experience with a water park over my vacation let's let, let's flip mm-hmm. it i'm gonna flip mm-hmm. the script a little mm-hmm. uh and just say that um the Bosquet uh water park it's a it's a ski resort but they have a little water slide thing um up in pittsfield mass it's in the berkshires and uh my mom and i took deacon there and let me say like it wouldn't be good for a kid that was like older but i you know like kids our age that we have you know what i mean that um they love like little kiddie pool kind of things like mm-hmm. wading pools and stuff like that mm-hmm. this was dope and it was ten dollar access for the whole day they had all you can golf mini golf um and even with two bus loads filled with camp kids great lifeguards here here shout out to those guys awesome. bobby what do you think <laughs> what's your what's what's your take on water parks well the first and only water park I've ever been to. First and only. Uh, it, it was it was called Action Park, and a guy named J- Jay Knoxville ran it, <laughs> and I got severely. This injured. is fake. <laughs> You're living a movie. <laughs> I did go to Water Safari last oh, year. Nice. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. uh, and I love it. I've been there a couple times. Uh, lines get a little long at times. But, uh, I mean, how can you have a bad time at a water park? Well, except for Chris. <laughs> except for Chris. And one more thing about the water park. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they got this gigantic wave pool, which, by the way, like, is lined with lifeguards. There's probably about a dozen lifeguards that surround this gigantic wave pool. And I literally stood there, and I think over a 20-minute period, they had to stop it and pull, like, three people out of the water. Three separate times. <laughs> My question is, if you know you can't handle a wave pool, why are you getting in the wave pool? Because you paid $80 to get into it, and God damn it, you're going to get in my time in. I'm going to have fun if I die trying. It was like they got back in the wave pool, whistles would blow, the thing would stop, they'd pull someone out. they go back into the wave pool, whistles would blow, they'd stop, they'd pull someone out. It's like, it's yeah, these people are just asking for it. And then there's like other women – and men that are swimming in the water park <laughs> with their jeans on. Like they don't even have bathing suits on. It's like yeah. Jeans and bras and Yeah. I, I've seen people at water parks with jeans on. I've 
I've played basketball against people in jeans full court. Was that me? And I want nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. Half of them have been bent. This is a good time to talk about this, Ben. Please don't do that Sorry. anymore. Sorry. People talk. I just like. Did you not know that you're going to go to water park today? Like. <laughs> yeah, surprise moment. The two-hour drive there was a surprise. You didn't have any time to get any shorts. Did you see the the story about the the person who was? I forgot where it was, but it was a it was a wave pool. Uh, the person operating it uh, supposedly was drunk and turned the waves on on not only high but like severely dangerous high levels. Why would they have that level? So this per so they set it at that, and you know, there's a couple waves. This was about 19 feet tall, like it was day after tomorrow stuff. This wave threw a. I think it was like 34 people out of the pool who got injured. <laughs> True story. Last week. I forgot where it was, but I God, I wish I was there. Hi, Florida. That's amazing. For Florida, Florida, Germany. Germany. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, water parks, eh, especially in Six Flags, America and the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Awful. Awful, awful. Oh, so. You got you to gotta come up, up here to... Uh, Water safari. If Actually, you go in, yeah, after, if great. you go in after four o'clock, you get free admission the next day. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and there's yes. there's campgrounds everywhere. It's actually really great. Yeah, did it last Chris, year. Did the whole camping thing. It was yeah, it was amazing. Actually, like Chris, like being, you know, uh, from where you're from is it, it is kind of one of the greatest places of all time. You go camping, you get your campground, you you roll up with the family, and then you get free admission like the next day. It's free awesome. shuttle. Yep. Yeah, and then like you go from your campground right to there. It's kind of what you want. Old Forge is the best, dude. Chris, you ever been to Old Forge? No. Oh, oh man. Uh, you know what? Summer, we... winter, it is the best, no matter what. And March Madness trip? Uh, I don't know, Chris. <sighs> we might have to make that. I'm trip, depressed so. you've never been there, Chris. Mm. I know, Chris. Yeah, and I've taken a lot of Connecticut people up there. It's kind of like the winter getaway that we... It's like... You know, like they they hype up like winter in Connecticut and winter in New York and right. autumn in New York and all those. It's kind of great. It's like the thing you <laughs> it always is. wanted. Yeah, people like, drive their just... snowmobiles from place to place across yeah. the lake. It's kind of what nice. we love up here it's, in Central New York. It's, it's amazing. Great. I want to come scoop you up and take you there, Chris. <laughs> Can I come get you right now? I, I will. I'm there. <laughs> I am there. I love it. All right, Bobby, what's your number three, my man? Oh, man. Back to me. Well, let's go with let's go with a good question for both of you, but mostly towards Chris. Ooh. Okay. Maybe towards Ben. Ben, maybe okay. you could surprise me with this one. All right. Okay. So maybe four days ago, okay, Ben Simmons from the 76ers NBA. Okay. He's in Australia. Yeah. So he goes into a casino with three friends. Have you, either of you heard of this? Mm-mm. No? Oh, perfect. So he goes in with three friends to this casino. I don't know what he's doing in Australia, but he's down there. And he goes to a casino. And he's with... So there's four of them. And Ben Simmons is... He's black and he's got two black friends and a white friend. So three of them, the three black friends, get stopped. And they get checked a full body check they find nothing on them 
but there is still denied access into this casino. And Ben Simmons is on Snapchat or whatever he's on, and he's recording uh, his friends getting checked out and denied. The only person allowed in without being checked was his white friend. Whoa. So he was, uh, I would say, bad-mouthing this casino and saying, you know, racism still exists in the world even when you make $15 million a year and you're world famous. So to Chris and a little bit, Ben, have you ever been, like, profiled or denied entry into somewhere or even gone to, like, any store and been followed? Because I sure have. Yeah, that's a good question. What's interesting for me is the profiling and stereotyping that I get is usually out of stupidity rather than hate, if that makes sense. Um, Like, I've never been called a derogatory term for an Asian person. I mean, whether it's, I'll just say I'm like, you know, the the chinks and the, you know, the gook words and things like that. Mm. That, that, no one's ever said that to me, like, you know, with hate in their their voice, so to speak. Um, But like, what happens is sometimes I'll be in in an elevator in a hotel in New York City and I'll be holding like a Chinese delivery bag in my hand because I ordered Chinese food. And <laughs> okay. the people in the elevator think I'm the Chinese delivery man. Naturally. <laughs> like, that, like that that stuff happens to me. Um, or there have been times where someone automatically assumes that I can't speak English um, mm. before I even say a word, so to speak. Um, there was actually one time on a plane where I was talking with this somewhat elderly woman, probably in her early 60s, um, who remarked how good my English was. She's like, how long have you been living in this country? Because your English is really good. Oh, oh, oh um, my I, God. Know, so wow. That's when you just uppercut her right there. Right. Um, my favorite is when, you know, someone will come up. And th- th- by the way, these people are always white. It's never like a black person. Well, that's right. person. <laughs> yeah, hot, no, take. Right? hot take, um, hot take. Hot takes, hot takes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I especially love it when, when a white person will come up to me and say like, Oh, what are you like? And I, I know what mm-hmm. they mean. Like, you know, what ethnicity are you or where, you know, where, where's your, your culture or something like that. But I just love it when they start just the, the question is, what are you? It's like, yeah. Like, such a broad <laughs> question. So <laughs> I moved, yeah, I moved to, uh, to Arizona when I was in middle school. And the first day I'm starting school, I'm waiting for the bus. And I'm, I'm 12. And the bus comes up. And I get on the bus. And a lot of, well, I'd say half of the seats are, are taken by two kids. And I start at the beginning of the bus. And I walk down. And just like a scene from Forrest Gump, everyone slides out and says, basically, this seat is taken. Wow. Until I force myself into a seat. With one person, so yes, I, I have I have been there too. I I've been on a date with uh, with with a girl, and we're sitting there, and her friends show up, and we're all sitting on the front steps, and and she says to me, "Hey, can can you talk uh, can you talk Indian to us?" And I just thought, "Oh, great, here we go." Oh, I didn't say anything. I just said, "It's been a good night. I uh, hope you have a good one. I'm gonna take off." That was the last I've seen of her. So, yeah, I, I know what you feel, Chris. And I, I had a feeling you were going to have stories like that, uh, naturally. 
Um, but I, I, I was, I was going to be very shocked if, if, if Benjamin Frawley had any, <laughs> had any signs of racism against him. You know, <laughs> listen, it's, it would be messed up with me if I didn't say anything, I guess, or something. No, I'm um, just curious. Uh, well, you, you know, you're what? primarily These... Irish, correct? I, I, I am Irish. Yes. And, um, but I'm actually really tall. So I've actually felt like when I go into a place, I'm just a large dude and people feel uncomfortable around that. And now if you know me for 15 seconds, you'll know that I'll never harm a fly. <laughs> and after you're like, okay, really this guy's a pushover. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I have felt like that before I've had to shrink myself. If that's, if that makes any sense, make myself feel a little so, smaller. So you're getting height racism? Heightism. <laughs> height is, you poor guy. I know. It's been a struggle <laughs> my whole life. I hated when I couldn't get a bus seat because I was over six feet tall. <laughs> hey, you seven-footer, back of the bus. It's me and Manute Bowl back there just hanging out. Hey, Manute, what's up? Can't make a foul shot either. We could use some more legroom back here. <laughs> One thing I do like, though, I don't know. This is weird, but like, I, I get the I get the um, the white the white wife not head nod from other Asian dudes. Wow! Has, wow! Like, that is well. We're breaking new ground with. I this. didn't. I've even, never heard this. I didn't even add <laughs> that in, Chris. Yeah. I didn't know you had a, a um, you know a Caucasian significant other here. Uh, we oh, are in the same boat. See, we would nod at each other. Um, oh, we would high five because there's a high five. It's my girl is from Arkansas, the the heart go. of you know Song of the South and North versus <laughs> South. She has on DVD in plain sight in our living room two copies of North versus South. Oh, I have to look it's at that crazy at his Beth I every mean, day on my way out the door. So, so my joke to, to her is, you know, uh, being native, I say, <laughs> I'm taking America back one white girl at a time. <laughs> so Chris from internet, from computer to computer, uh, head nod to you, sir. Head nod to you, sir. Head I to you. my cap to you. And no joke, I'm looking at it right now in, in our DVD box. We have separated categories of like Chris movies and Nicole movies and Sam movies. Here's our son. And I, I kid you not, in Nicole's bin is North and South. Oh so. my God. <laughs> I have There's, nothing. All right, listen, I have nothing to say on this category. There's something about that. No, but I'll, no I'll walk in malls. I'll be walking. No comment. I'll be walking in malls sometimes or like stadiums or something like that with my wife and another Asian dude with his white counterpart will always look at me and there's like a, a head nod it's like a club wow. of like yeah good for you too man like i've never it. gotten a head nod oh. the only like showings that i get are usually from black guys walking by they give me like the i guess it is a head nod <laughs> and and you know i feel uh, you know is is the word accepted a little uh a little part of the club, over part but of the, like, you know i i feel wow i I got myself a white girl. I'm I'm um, in there. There you go. It's 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 harder than you think, Ben. It's it really is. You know, Ben attracts white women. He doesn't see any difference. 
<laughs> I have no, no comment. I'm, I'm trying not you to know, say anything. Anyone Ben goes on a date with, you know, if they spend eight minutes outside, they're going to get a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is the most... <laughs> I, you know what? Ever. You know what? I think this is the most uncomfortable I've been in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us your privilege, Ben. <laughs> I think just me just not saying anything right now is the right move. Ben, ben when's the last time you walked into JC Penny and you haven't been looked at twice? Tell us that story. Chris and I height, would be my heightism. <laughs> yeah, your heightism. Oh my gosh! I will let me. I will end this by saying that uh, <laughs> Chris is going to end this. Yeah, what were we talking about? Water <laughs> parks. <laughs> what, happened, what happened in Australia to Ben Simmons actually doesn't surprise me because I think Australia is the most racist country on the planet. But that's just whoa, me. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Ben, you would yeah. disagree with that? Have you seen Australia? <laughs> the well, Hugh Jackman I, classic? I don't. Oh, that's terrible movie. <laughs> it it was an eye opener. But yes, I mean Australia is kind of going through their like "Make America Great Again" phase right now as we speak. So that that nothing, nothing, all those stories that come out of Australia, nothing surprising me at this point because they're just they're an awful, awful state right well, now. Well, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. If you want to break down racism on a global <laughs> level, wasn't mm. wasn't killing an Aborigine like legal till 1972 or something like that? Oh my god. I think that's that's yeah. A real I fact. think it was legal in the United States until like the fifties. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a real Terrible. thing. So that's that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that country kind of being yeah, a little backwards. Yeah, I mean, it was you know founded as an island for criminals, so it's like a big island, just, uh, criminals. Like, some people have the pilgrims; they've got criminals. It's it's okay. So, same thing. Same yeah, thing. That's Australia for you. I got oh no comment. Gosh. Love it, Ben. What is your number three? <laughs> yeah, come on, Ben. Follow All that. that. <laughs> Can't wait, you guys are. In my this basement. better be good. Okay. Uh, well, let's switch it up, guys. <laughs> We've got Nicolas Cage and racism. How are you going to oh. switch this up anymore? <laughs> you know, when I started this podcast, it was going to be like a fun-loving stuff. Can we talk about entertainment for a little bit? Uh, so, <laughs> so my number three story is about. This amazing concert I went to go see last weekend. Oh, it's about nice. the Flaming Lips and the um, Lennon Claypool Delirium. Yes. Um, this was at the Saranac Brewery up here in Utica. And I've been to a lot of concerts. And the people I went with this concert to have seen a lot of concerts themselves. And we were all texting each other afterwards and said this was one of the best concerts of all time. Wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, please go see the Flaming Lips. So I've been to a lot of concerts where they start with a lot of like, you know, show production. You know what I mean? Like they have balloons, confetti, and this thing did not stop. It, it he at one point he sang the song over the uh, somewhere over the rainbow it, <laughs> from, you know, the wizard of Oz while standing in a giant balloon that he walked over the crowd. in. he rode a giant light up unicorn rainbow unicorn through the audience while he sang. Uh, and then he sang in front of a giant pink robot. It was so great. 
His voice was great. The the stage production was great. And just from a theater perspective, I just appreciated all like the stage hands off to the side, blowing up all these giant inflatable things. And the flaming lips have enough songs that you'll be entertained. And uh, the people I was with, like they weren't giant flaming lips fans, but they were like, Oh my God, that was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. And listen, and it was a double concert and they're still touring together with Lennon Claypool delirium. So you get to see Sean Lennon and Les Claypool from um, Primus. And so you get to see great musicianship. And so even that opening show was just epic. Um, I just need to talk about this concert because these concerts don't come along a lot. And um, if you want to see this, this is kind of a little double up, a little segue into YouTube and stuff like that. But um, there is a broadcast from Port Chester, New York. They did like a live stream of both their segments. If you want to see a little bit of this, it's amazing. And it's, I don't know what to tell people. It's so good. And we haven't, I haven't stopped listening to this band. Um, But my question to you guys, okay. It's not about concerts, right? That'd be the obvious question. New kids on the block. Right. Of course. My question to you guys is, um, have you ever been infatuated with a band where you can't stop listening to a certain album or a song? Because right now Ooh. I am stuck on Yoshimi Battles of the Pink Robots. That is the uh, Flaming Lits album, and I can't stop uh-huh. listening to it. What is the album you got caught on so hard? Chris, go ahead. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's a tough... Um, You know what? The first... I, I can remember kind of the first time it happened. And, and this is going to sound weird. Uh, it wasn't a band. If that makes sense, it was a soundtrack. Yes, where I, I totally I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like it's song after song, it was just like boom, boom, boom. It was just introducing me to all. It was the say anything soundtrack, um, the John Cusack movie. Great, it great had soundtrack. Like, like it had Peter Gabriel on it. It had um, some uh, cult, the cult of personality. That great song from Living Color. Uh, just like left and right, I just remember, and it was. What was even weirder was it was on a it was it was a pre, it was a recorded tape so it was like a, it almost looked like a mixtape in a way it was I didn't buy it it was just I found it and just started listening to it over and over again and it just got me introduced to so many different types of music and does so, it doesn't yeah. it have uh, taste the pain by Red Hot Chili Peppers on it too yes yes, yes. and then the cult so, of personality is playing during the uh, scene where uh, Jeremy Piven is st- sitting outside the gas station talking to Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> right to say, man, you, you, should, you should just date a girl with this that looks exactly like her and just throw her right away, man. I think, yeah, like I think Depeche Mode was on it. Yeah, um, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, no, just great, great soundtrack left and right. So, yeah, that was definitely, um, that was like the first one that was like, oh, wow, like every, every song. You, and so, you just got obsessed. You go. Bobby, what about you? What's a, what's an album that you got obsessed with you couldn't stop listening to? Well, back in the day, they had, I forgot who did it, but it was it was it was like BMG. You could get like ten CDs for ten cents, and then oh yeah, pay if you felt like it, which nobody ever did, including me. So they came out with that, and I got a bunch of CDs. You know, like Notorious B.I.G., Tupac. Um, so I I got a bunch of them but one of the ones that i got was the soundtrack to another soundtrack to 
I can't remember the name of the movie, but the one Aaliyah was in with, with vampires. Oh, Dracula 2000. No, 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 no. Oh, oh Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. That yeah. was it. So yes. I watched that in theater, and then I just bought that soundtrack. And there's so many good rock songs on there that I just listened to front to back probably every day. And it, it was just, you know, nothing that, like, touched my soul and, like, changed <laughs> my life. But just great rock songs that I listen to every single day. Excellent. Excellent answer. I mean, right now between between uh, I, I, I really implore everyone to just go out and uh, Yoshimi versus the Pink Robots. I, I can't stop. And this album has been around for a long time, but to see them in concert perform this, I got obsessed with this because, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I go to see a concert, I try to listen to the artist's music. I listen, I, I look up the set lists, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this is the set they're going to play. I need to know at least a couple songs. And now I'm in. And between this and uh, Random Access Memories by Daft Punk, <laughs> these are the two albums mm. I can't get enough of. Nice. Well, I, I just looked up the uh, how the Flaming Lips gave themselves the name. Yeah. Have you looked that up? No. Well, I did. Yeah. It says, its origin variously attributed to a porn film, an obscure drug reference, or a dream in which fiery Virgin Mary plants a kiss on Wayne in the backseat of his car. Hmm. The band made their live debut at a local transvestite club. I can see that. Like they've Which been around. I can also see that after yeah. the video that you showed me. Oh my god. Yeah, so everyone needs to check out the live stream of this concert. It's just very yeah if that doesn't dramatic. interest you nothing will yeah it's very dramatic and they've been a band since 1987 or something like that it's awesome band so i just had to bring that up in the the pod if you can see both these bands together great musicianship great showmanship and you don't get that a lot and i went with people that go to shows almost for a living please 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 go chris what do you got for your number three? Oh my gosh uh really quick question for both of you um so in Style Magazine uh, put out an article this this week. Uh, it's an interview with Cameron Diaz, who Ooh. has not been in a movie since 2014 and has no intention of coming back to film. She's like, I'm What's good. What's the last movie? Like, Shrek yeah, I don't even know what that is. Her last Shrek movie three. was actually the remake of Annie. So she didn't go out on a high note. I'll put it that way. Wow, right. Um, <clears throat> so that was her last movie five years ago has no plans of coming back to film. She's like, I'm good. Um, that's a shame. So real quick, I mean, do we miss Cameron Diaz? Like, that's my question for both of you. There you go. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah? I, I thought I always thought that she's been a f uh, great in comedies, but also a serious actress. Um, I thought she had the chops in, um, you know, there's been a, a lot of... Um, focus on the year of 1999 as far as films mm -hmm. and a lot of i thought she showed me something way different in being john malkovich in that role mm -hmm. in that movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when i saw her in that movie i was like okay she's not just a flash in the pan kind of actress and then i think on the strength of that role she then got the charlie's angels roles and and yada 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 right um those were meant for her of course and i just i all I three of those, that. it was perfect. I do miss that actress. You know what I mean? Like, to me, this might be a hot take. I don't know. Like, she 
was almost equal to kind of Brad Pitt. Okay. As far as the male role, like there's this stunningly good looking actress that can also act at the same place in the same time. Bobby, what do you think? Well, I have Am I going too what, crazy on that. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I have what they call a schoolboy crush on this woman. <laughs> and I will say that Charlie's angels was amazing. Both of them. I wish they made a third one. The, the, the new preview came out. I want nothing to do with it. I'm sure it's going to be good, but it's it's no, no Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz. Right. So I one of my first favorite movie I've ever watched was uh, The Mask with Jim Carrey. Mm. And Cameron Diaz in that was a smoke show. She was gorgeous. She was everything that my the person my age watching movies looked up to and said, that's like our Marilyn Monroe. She was gorgeous. And then she did, you know, the Charlie's angel movies. And then she did, uh, you know, vanilla sky, which was, was terrible. So I overlooked that one. Interesting movie. She, she, yeah. uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. And then she did the one with, um, Tom Cruise, um, night, night, um, Night and day, maybe. Oh yeah, or, yep. Yeah, she was great in that. And then you know you got to include the the classic something about Mary. I mean, nobody could have really pulled it off better than her. Hmm. So I, I see that night and day movie, which is probably ten years ago, her last good one, and she pulled it off perfectly. And I I could absolutely see her coming back as a, a co-star. I don't know about a main star, but a co-star. Of another big blockbuster movie, absolutely. Chris, Easily. what's 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 the story? Is, is was she raising children? What's why she? No, she's just she's one? married to Benji Madden from. Um, oh gosh! Oh, that jerk! What's that band? From <laughs> Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. And yeah. She's just happy being like a housemaker. That's like literally, and, oh, and so it's like right. you read the article, and it's just the article really is like what has Cameron Diaz been up to? Because I think people just realized like, oh yeah, it's been a while since we saw you know Cameron Diaz and we're seeing a lot of her contemporaries starting to kind of come back like Renee Zegweiler and a bunch of other people starting to kind of you know enter the fold again and she's kind of stayed out of it so it was just it was interesting to hear like how yeah no she's like I'm good like I'm I've done my my stuff I'm you know fame fame was great but I'm just happy being you know married and like Macaulay Culkin I mean that dude He's living listen, the good life. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> that guy gained my respect from even the Cinemassacre work that he's been putting on on the uh, Angry uh, Video Game Nerd. So yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, cannot yeah. say a bad thing about Not that. Not a bad yeah. thing. Exactly. Well, did, did you hear that? They're coming out. Disney, well, like you said, Disney Plus is coming out with their streaming device. Yeah. They are going to remake Home Alone. Oh, yeah. So Macaulay Culkin put a picture out. Did you, did I you did see, see the that. picture? That was great. Yeah, I did of him with his gut out and potato chips out and said home alone present day. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, boys, let's go YouTube and let's do it. Yeah, oh. baby. All right. Oh boy. So I only have one this week. It's real quick. It's really great. All you need to do is look it up. It's strong man versus strong fish. That's all you gotta know. Strong man versus strong fish. And it is okay. a guy who is a bodybuilder. I mean, he looks like a bodybuilder. And his friends take him out fishing and say, look, we're going to go out and catch these, like, what are called Goliath grouper fish, which look like freaking Ooh. sharks. Oh, 
They're weird. They are. Yeah, weird looking fish. Yeah. Um, and they get one on camera and they show him like wrestling with his fish by himself, like on the reel, like on the fishing pole, pulling in. And it is a battle, but it is definitely something to behold. And the whole video is like seven minutes. Totally worth it. So yeah, strong man versus strong fish. Watch it. Are those groupers where I've seen videos of people holding like a small fish down to the water off a dock? And then a giant fish comes up and grabs yes. her whole arm. Yes. Yeah, dude. Are those groupers? I think so. Yeah. Holy God. Those are monsters. It's incredible. It's a great. It's a great yeah, they one. pull their arm up and they're they're bleeding and they got they got cuts and they're smiling. It might be a catfish. It might be noodling. That's what they call it. Or snoodling. Well, I, I've seen I've seen that. Yeah. These things are stupid big looking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Strong man versus strong man fish. versus strong fish. That's all it is. There it is. Simple, right. Who wins? Strong man. Well, you got you got you got to tune in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's a it's a win in both ways. I'll put it that way. So does he, does he fry it up in front of the camera? I can't That's tell what I you. I can't tell you. Can't go yeah. that far. Oh, cliffhangers! I hate I those. Love it, Bobby. How about you, my friend? What do you got for YouTube in this week? <laughs> well. I don't want to step on your toes and, you know, win the YouTube battle today. And I don't even know what Ben is going to say. I love it. But I think I will take it already. Okay. So there's a gentleman. Okay. We looked up his page. And then I did a a deep dive. Okay. So this gentleman's name is Mehdi Sadagahadar. Okay. Say that five times fast, Chris. Uh (laughs) His his YouTube name though is called Electro Boom. Okay, and I, I'm that may that name may not sound familiar to you, but I am sure that you've seen a clip of his because Ben and I were watching it the other night, and what this sophisticated gentleman does <laughs> <laughs> is he is a a connoisseur of electricity. We will say he takes. Uh, everyday objects or or his own created objects and he tries to plug electricity into them <laughs> but each one fails so spectacularly where whoever is watching will cry themselves to sleep that night from laughter and so he so we watched one and then I did a deep dive and I'm just gonna read off a couple of titles of his videos. Excellent. Okay, Excellent. and these these titles will just give you an idea of his competency of electricity. Okay, so um, let's go the the first one that Ben and I watched. It says, "How not to make an electric guitar?" Okay, and each one ends with him uh, turning into like Ernest P. Worrell, and Ernest goes to jail where he just turns into Electro Man and electricity everything. Okay, there's another one called. Making a heated seat. Okay. Uh, there's another one uh, called Electricity Hates Me. That's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, there's another one called Drowning in Inefficiency. Uh, he almost died in that one. I would check that out. But uh, my favorite one that I haven't watched yet. I, I wanted to save it. Okay. For my wedding day. It's called... <laughs> It's called how, It's called How safe is the shower head of doom? Question mark. So this guy almost kills himself every say 3 days for our amusement 
and I want to send him an email and thank him. Uh, I just want your your both of your opinions of uh, can I include your names on? This? Yes, of course. Well, of course. I mean, I love. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I already sent it. So. Oh, all right. Good. <laughs> love them. Love them so much. Electro boom. Just look it up. Uh, sit back. Put your feet up, and uh, hope he doesn't it. die. Great YouTube deep dive. I love that guy. <laughs> All right. So finally, uh, so uh, I covered a bunch this video. Um, there's a bunch of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood videos on YouTube that you should Ooh. watch that will inspire you to watch the movie and love it some more. And then there's also a bunch of videos about the um, Flaming Lips, Lips concert that I saw that I just mentioned earlier. And that's at uh, seven thirty nineteen, the Capitol Theater in uh, Westchester, uh, New York, uh, Portchester, New York. Uh, but what I really want to talk about is what's in my bag, and that's a film series that's on YouTube, and it's from Amoeba Records. It's out of California, and they interview a bunch of people. Um, asking them what's in their their bag. So they go through this record store, they pull them out. So it's musicians. They have Duff McKagan on there talking about like what what kind of records did he buy on that day. They just do this quick interview and you get to see these musicians talking about great vinyl records that they love. On on this one particular that I want to highlight today, it's Adrian Yange. And he's a he's a DJ that I found on the Boiler Room uh, page on YouTube. So this is a wicked deep dive, and he goes through these records that are just these instrumental hip hop records that he loves so much. So I hope you guys check it out. It's called What's in My Bag. Great series. That's what I got today, Chris. Love it, man. Love it. All right, good stuff, Bobby. Thanks so much, man, for joining us. This was great this week. Honestly, you know. Uh, you're welcome, first of all, and thank you. <laughs> no, this has been awesome. I, 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 you know, what you guys do is awesome. I've, what are you guys on, like, week 14 or 15, something like that? I think 21 now. This is holy Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've listened to all of them, and every one that I've listened to, I've disagreed with everything you guys have ever said. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you. you guys do a great job you you make a great combo and um i'm just glad i could be part of it for a week heck yes and so i i thank you and you know you guys being big baseball fans I, i'm surprised that you didn't bring up that the the guys are the yankees are playing at the field of dreams field next in a few months next year next year full oh, year yeah, next year yeah, um, I don't know how you guys didn't bring that up, you nerds. So great. Well, it's the Yankees. I mean, I don't, you know, it's like good, good for them. <laughs> I figured. I figured. I, if it was Red Sox, it would have been your number one. Right. I mean, you know, I, I good for them, I guess. But whatever. Doing for one game. <laughs> That's the, there's the feelings there. Um, I did see a picture of it, and it looked amazing. It does look cool. I won't lie. It does look pretty cool. Um, all right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us. Ben, do you have anything you want to plug real quick? Anything going on? I don't, but. Um... Next week, I will talk about my experience about filming a new movie, and it's a uh, Star Wars movie coming up. A Star Wars-themed movie, low-budget indie movie, and it's with a director I've worked with before, and I just want people to... Uh, you know, I, t- I teach creative writing, and I-, I teach screenplay writing and screenplay formatting, and 
it's so easy to lose focus and how we have these tools at hand that we can just film ourselves and we can just do everything. We have ultra HD cameras at our disposal. Just get out there and make films and put them on YouTube, put them on the internet and just go nuts. Heck yes. And, that's just Heck yes. and you know what? I don't have any qualms about making this announcement now, but um, we're going to Comic-Con this year. Woo! Yeah. I was wondering so if you're going to do been, that, baby. It's, it's all set. Ben is going to New York Comic-Con this coming October. <gasps> uh, yeah. What? We, we have been approved for um, press credentials. So Ben is not only going to Comic-Con, he's going for free, baby, all weekend. Um, so we're going to have, you know, content left and right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm giving Ben, not that he needed permission to do this, but like full free reign to do basically whatever type of content he wants with whoever he wants uh, as many times as he wants. So uh, if you're not following us on Facebook yet, definitely get on that. Cause I'm sure a lot of the content will be posted there spontaneously. I mean, we'll, we'll have a plan in place. Um, I might actually also be in the city around that same time for different reasons. So we might have to link up for some, some post uh, post day might have podcasts. To. Ben, might you have to. <laughs> better do a good job or I am going to be upset. <laughs> if you go there on Chris's dime and don't get some, some deep secret from like Angelina Jolie from the Eternals, <laughs> I am gonna just roundhouse your head right off. I swear to Jesus. So now we're up in the stakes. Wow. <laughs> wow, stakes are high. I think you sent the wrong person, Chris. <laughs> I am free that week. Oh man, I'm rethinking my decision now. This is I will punch my way to the finish line. I love it. I love it. Um so yeah, so we'll definitely we'll, we'll we'll tease that more and more as we we go along this uh, into the fall. But I just wanted to make that announcement now. Amazing. So yeah, we're going to Comic Con, baby. Looking forward to it. When's that going to air? How, what um, date? That well, it's I think it's August third through the sixth. So October third. October, October. Sorry. 3rd. I was going to say August. August. <laughs> we're a little late. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought oh, we yeah. were the ones drinking, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a great weekend. I mean, it's, they get a bigger crowd than San Diego gets. So, but I mean, you know, that's just, that's New York, baby. So where's the Javits center in New York city, which is a monstrous convention hall. Um, it's to, it it has to be seen to be believed, but they, you, when you walk in this place, there's no way you can think that one convention is going to take over this entire complex. And yet, Bigger than bigger Comic-Con. than San Diego, yeah. In terms of uh, people, yeah, it's. Is this going to be just audio, or, or are we going to get <clears throat> I mean, video or pictures? We'll talk about it, but I want I want the whole the whole nine yards. So, I want a documentary just from a fan perspective. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, let's just set up a camera in Ben's hotel room and just watch him. Oh no! I was going to do. Um... <laughs> We've seen those. They're they're night vision. <laughs> I was gonna do uh, just strictly telegraph, just <laughs> do, 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 do. Morse code. Get it down, folks. Get it down. I love it. I love it. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next week right here on Desperately Seeking Entertainment. We're out. <laughs>